New York politicians, along with the help of grassroots organizations, forced quite the Valentine's Day breakup when their opposition to Amazon's expansion plans caused the corporation to pull out of a deal. But did New York win or lose? We'll explore the two sides of this question. Stay with us. This is The Flip Side. New York chased Amazon out of the Big Apple. Was it the right move? First, a bit of context. According to the New York Times on February 14th of 2019, Amazon on Thursday canceled its plans to build an expansive corporate campus as part of their second headquarters in Long Island, Queens, after facing a fierce backlash from lawmakers, progressive activists, and union leaders. Behind this fierce opposition were Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and State Senator Michael Gianaris, as well as grassroots opposition leaders. Now that we have some context on the fallout, let's get into the debate. As always, the speeches are structured as two minutes of constructive for side A, three minutes of constructive and refutation for side B, ending one minute of refutation for side A. We'll start with the perspective claiming that New York won. Grassroots organizations rose up against a multi-billion dollar company, and that is just one of the many reasons why New York won. The New York government planned on providing $3 billion in tax breaks or incentives to the gigantic company of Amazon. But tax cuts shouldn't go to big companies at the top. And not only that, tax incentives as a whole hurt the economy. According to Cato on September of 2018, Quote, states are better served through broad-based tax cuts rather than incentive programs. They distort sound business decisions, place government on the role, in the role of picking winners and losers, and undermine the rule of law. But that's not all. New York also protected unions by stopping Amazon. Because Amazon would have refused to allow workers to unionize. This is not just a prediction. Amazon has done so very recently. According to the New York Times on February 14th, Amazon resisted the efforts of workers in their Staten Island warehouse to unionize. This would happen in this new campus on a larger scale. There were only about 2,500 workers in that warehouse, but there would be 25,000 in the Amazon campus. Now, the final among these is that New York was able to protect their community. An already crowded city would have become even more crowded. Take public transit, for example. The New York Times reported that it would have put particular pressure on the 7 line, which stretches from the west side of Manhattan into Queens and is the main artery into Long Island City. Housing prices would have also seen an increase. An example we can see of this was in Seattle. Forbes reported in November that when Amazon first moved in, Seattle wasn't even near the top of America's priciest housing markets. Today, it's now the third most expensive housing market in the country, and also the second most competitive. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez summed it up best when she said, quote, anything is possible. Today was the day a group of dedicated everyday New Yorkers and their neighbors defeated Amazon's corporate greed, its worker exploitation, and the power of the richest man in the world. Both Amazon and New York lost, and the lost benefits were clear. 
First, New York lost jobs. Period. CNBC reported on November 13th in 2018, a well-known fact acknowledges by both politicians and experts that 25,000 jobs were lost. Tax revenue was also lost for the city of New York. The Times reported on February 21st that there was a 1 to 9 tax revenue loss in terms of billions of dollars. $27 billion of revenue would have come from Amazon being in New York City. And New York was only providing $3 billion in tax incentives. The main problem is this understanding of economics. Amazon wasn't taking away $3 billion from New York. They were cutting a deal with them. They were saying, we won't pay you full price, but we'll still come here and pay you $27 billion if we don't have to pay that extra $3 billion. Now, the final example of this was the community benefits were lost. Local businesses would have seen an extreme uptick in business. Tens of thousands of white-collar, relatively wealthy workers would have come to the area of Long Island in Queens. Restaurants, coffee shops, dry cleaners, daycare centers, and even construction workers would have benefited tremendously. The New York Times reported on November 6th that the annual salaries were expected to average $100,000, according to Amazon. The Washington Examiner also reported on February 26th of 2019 that Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, an investment banking company, said probably 100,000 jobs were lost when you think about the entire ecosystem that creates jobs and spin-off jobs. Now, of course, we'll hear all the time about how New York was protected from the big bad bully, but in fact, none of these quote-unquote protections helped New York. Corporate greed. No. Amazon's gain is New York's gain. The public benefits from jobs and economic activity, and the government benefits from tax revenue. Second, Amazon is anti-union. Good for them, because unions aren't good. They don't help the economy. In fact, Heritage Foundation reported in 2009 that unions hurt consumers and decrease the number of jobs in the economy. Third, protected community. But New York isn't Seattle. A prediction specifically from New York from the same article cited in the one segment said that a recent analysis from HotPads proves as much. According to its data, New York would require the fewest additions in rental stock, just a 1% boost if all 50,000 of HQ2's jobs landed there. In fact, they didn't end up all landing there, just 25,000 of them. Another analysis from Apartment List also ranks New York last in terms of rent growth. It would be a less than 0.1% increase. All of the arguments of those in favor of Amazon in New York were rooted in evidence, while the arguments of those against the partnership were rooted in jealousy. Amazon isn't the bully coming to hurt the little guy. They're the friend coming to pick the little guy up. A few quick refutations in this last minute. First, lost jobs. But New York gets new jobs all the time. In fact, the state added 114,600 private sector jobs on a year-over-year basis, according to the Empire Center. Anyway, 
these wouldn't even be good jobs because workers wouldn't be able to unionize and they wouldn't unionize and they wouldn't be able to protect themselves. And by the way, the advantages would have outweighed this advantage because tax revenue would have been lost. New York would have lost tax revenue with Amazon. In fact, $3 billion that would have gone to the gigantic monster of a company that is Amazon. Finally, higher housing prices. But the community was protected in other ways. Public transit wasn't mentioned. And all of the other local businesses that were protected by this big corporation coming in also wasn't mentioned in the last speech. Remember that New York was protecting their own community. They were protecting their workers, they were protecting their citizens, and they were protecting their local businesses. They were protecting New Yorkers. That's it for the flip side today, but one last thing. New York leaders published an open letter on Friday addressed to Amazon's chief executive, Jeff Bezos, saying, quote, A clear majority of New Yorkers support this project, and we were disappointed by your decision not to proceed. As representatives of a wide range of government, business, labor, and community interests, we urge you to reconsider so that we can move forward together. We all hope you reconsider and join us in building the exciting future of New York. You can find the full letter in a document published by the New York Times. As always, I thank you for taking the time to listen to The Flipside. You can find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash flipsidepodcast or on our blog at flipsidepod.blogspot.com. It's March 2nd, and this has been The Flipside.